Just as pollen becomes a passenger riding the wind's coattails, a spirit, too, can travel great distances. One day you may find me at 103 Ave de Calibri, a place I'm quite fond of because I lived there, once, and in that way, I always will. I've watched people come and go, tearing down the stables where beloved horses lived. The Appaloosa mare, her chestnut foal, as well as the chocolate-eyed bay stallion. I see everything. I watch the new owners whitewash the walls in the traditional way, using lime and water. Later, a traveler shows a man how to make glue so that he can apply wallpaper. Wallpaper inside an adobe house? Don't forget the turpentine, he warns. Turpentine is an insecticide. The fumes are terrible, and anyone who sleeps in that room is plagued with bad dreams. Time is fluid, flowing both ways. Some years later, the wallpaper comes down, and others paint the room sky blue. Still others think red walls are a good idea, but not for long. And they argue about color, but actually they are arguing about something much deeper than paint, and come apart, sell the house, and then move. The latest is diamond plaster, a mixture of white clay, ochre pigment, and crushed mother-of-pearl. When the sun shines on the kitchen window, the walls wink as if they are holding back the stars. But next door, at 105, there are worse secrets. One summer, an English woman stands outside, wishing on a star. The famous Santa Fe wind blows restlessly through the trees. Left alone by her trader husband, who travels for business, she feels lost and alone. No babies have arrived. Her Spanish isn't good. Her Navajo is non-existent. Using sign language, her maid shows her how to keep a house, how to use beeswax to keep the furniture from drying out in the high desert climate. One morning, she stands alongside the maid and learns to make tortillas on the comal, a smooth clay griddle. The trick is to remember that lard itself is an ingredient, and as such is dependent on the condition of the animal from whence it came. One must adjust the amount of masa, sprinkling it slowly, dripping in the water, and use both hands to mix. She is quiet while the dough rests under a flour sack dish towel, hoping her new skills will please the husband, who comes home from his travels unhappy, and drinks, and sometimes, though she tells no one, he hits her. The maid rubs salve on the bruises but says nothing. She wished on that star every night. Wishing is the business of children. Once the woman was in love with a farm boy who worked her father's land. She and her lover couldn't keep their hands off each other. Her father forbade the union and arranged a proper marriage to a man who would elevate his family's status. The newlyweds took a boat all the way from England, over that rolling sea, and then a train through the dust, only to arrive here to what the woman called a mud hut. She cried. This so-called town was overrun with gamblers and drunks, Spanish men fond of harassing women, native men who looked so frighteningly different that the farthest she ventured was the estable, or the stable, where the horses were kept. Her family shipped her grandmother's English sideboard to her, across that ocean, believing familiar things would help her settle in. Waiting for it to arrive, the woman imagined where to place it, 
and how it might look when it was filled with her blue and white china that had come all the way from the Orient, her husband's gift to her when they married.